Do you have the capacity to love more than one person at a time? Are you open to even the idea that this is possible? It has been described as consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. And yes, it's more than just a fuck. We're talking polyamory. you to go and explore at unclenearest.com and that's nearest like nearest to me unclenearest.com so basically this is one of the few that I know um, black owned whiskey companies made right here in beautiful Tennessee Um, it's actually the gentleman that helped um, Jack Daniels with his distilling process it's a black guy um, it's a dope story. The whiskey is delicious, super smooth, perfect sipping whiskey. Do not mix this shit. You hear me? And as always, let's get into it. word poly meaning many or several and the latin word amor meaning love so technically by definition it is a practice of or desire for um, intimate relationships with more than one partner with the informed consent of all partners involved It's described, as I said in the intro, as being consensual, ethical, and responsible non-monogamy. So, what the fuck does it mean in real life, like in practice? (laughs) I don't know if you are like me, but the only thing that I knew prior to doing some research and just diving into the poly lifestyle... um, So I can, you know, give you some informed information. Before I did all of that, the only thing I knew or understood about poly or being polyamorous or being in a um, poly relationship meant that you can be with more than one person. And I'll be honest, I thought it was about the sex, about fucking. You're open to have sex with more than one person. Um, But I've come to learn that, you know, 
That's not exactly true. I'm going to share with you guys some of my findings because I think this shit is interesting. And I think that um, some people that's out here listening might be interested in polyamory and might discover that a monogamous, traditional monogamous relationship is not for them and maybe wonder why they've been struggling in being faithful or being committed to one person. So let's open our minds and receive this knowledge, whether it's for you or not. So let me start off with some of my misconceptions, right? So being polyamorous or being in a poly um, relationship is not about the sex, y'all. Like it's not about the sex. So if you want a threesome, you and your girl are in a relationship and you want a threesome, have a threesome. That don't don't tell your girl that you want to be poly because that's not what this is about, right? It's more about being open to relationships with different people. Let me say that again for the people in the back. It's about being open to relationships with multiple people. And normally those multiple people fit different needs. Like you might be super sexual and your main partner or the person that you're with um, isn't into some sexual desire that you have, right? So you are open, you and your partner are open to you having a relationship with someone else um, that fits those needs. And maybe your partner love language is um, it's extremely affectionate, right? And you aren't that affectionate. So she is open to having another relationship with someone else that gives her that affection that she needs, right? So it's about being open to different relationships, meaningful, ongoing, with the possibility of falling in love. Because that's the whole idea of being polyamorous and I have learned that there's a difference between calling yourself poly and being true poly as always there are politics and definitions and spectrums to everything nowadays right (laughs) polyamory is no different so if you are truly poly that means that you and your main partner are open to having relationships it is equal and consensual right? It's all about truth. Okay. So I don't know about y'all, but sharing is an issue for me. I think I've talked about this before in season one. I am extremely territorial about my man. I'm not going to say jealous because I don't really get jealous if other women flirt with him or are interested in him. Like that's a good thing to me because I don't want to be with nobody nobody else wants, right? But I am territorial. Like you can be flirty or interested in him to a point, right? Because then I'm going to be like, wait, now you're infringing on my territory, right? I'm very territorial. Um, And so my question was always, well, how do you deal with that? Like, I think that's human nature to become jealous or envious of someone else who has what you have. Like, right? If you have to share something that you love and that you want and that you're territorial over, like how you overcome that. And through some research, reading and asking people questions that are in this lifestyle, um, they say that poly people tend to learn to deal with jealousy in different ways. It doesn't mean that they don't get jealous. It doesn't mean that they aren't territorial because, you know, they're human. 
It means that they have open communication. People, what I always say, their lines of communication are open and they learn to deal with their jealousy or their feelings in a different way by talking, asking questions, being curious, right? So I've spoken to a couple who says, hey, if the woman in the relationship is feeling some type of way about her main partner, which is a man, um, with his sub-partner, and we'll get to these terms later, okay? Um, <laughs> then, you know, she might become curious of that person and may seek out a relationship with that girl herself, right? Making them a thruple. And yes, I know it is confusing and shit, but hopefully at the end of the episode, you'll learn a little bit more, right? Okay, so... I'm going to be perfectly honest. At some point in my life, at the beginning of me and my boyfriend talking, and I've talked about this before, I slick think I was in a polyamorous relationship. (laughs) And I'm going to tell y'all right. Be right back. Black Friday is in two days. I don't know about y'all, but ain't nobody got time to be fighting folks, trying to be the next in line, and struggling finding a damn parking spot, especially during this corona season, okay? So, head on over to Black Business Friday Virtual Experience, hosted by Cynthia Daniels & Co. It's an online shopping market of over 200 international Black businesses at your fingertips. Yes! RSVP now at cdcobbf.eventbrite.com or go ahead and find them on Facebook and IG, right? So mark your calendars for this Friday, Black Business Friday, November 27th, starting at 8 a.m. So Leah, how were you in a polyamorous relationship? Okay, so by definition, I think that we were. It's not what we call the relationship, but I think it could be classified as one, right? So if you've been following me before, you've heard me talk about my boyfriend's rotation, or maybe not. I was going to do an episode about it, but we can throw it in here, right? So... When I met him, he was involved with a few other women. I think like four was the max, maybe three others and four, including me, right? Sounds crazy, but neither one of us was looking for necessarily a serious relationship or I wasn't because I was coming out of divorce. Let me share with you his theory, okay? Well, well, let me back up. When we met, he was extremely honest and extremely open and told me that, you know, he was having dealings with other women. I wasn't the only one, but he was extremely respectful. And when I was with him, it was my time. I didn't feel rushed. I never honestly felt like he had another girlfriend or another person he was dealing with because I'm, when I had my time, I had my time. And if I called or texted him, he answered. So... Yeah, it never really affected me. And honestly, I didn't care at first because, like I said, I was just getting out of a marriage and wasn't looking for anything serious. So let's fast forward, shall we? (laughs) 
His idea about dating is way different than anybody else's that I had ever spoken to until I started doing research for polyamorous relationships, right? So as I stated in the beginning, a poly relationship is about being open to the idea of loving multiple people um, or the idea of being in consensual relationships with multiple people. And that's indeed what this rotation was. He was open to being in multiple relationships with um, different women and we all knew about each other, right? And he gave us that choice like, hey, you can choose to stay and be in a relationship with me and let's explore what this is. Or you can move on. And it was never an ultimatum. It wasn't like, hey, I can have this right and you don't have that right. Which is the consensual and ethical part of being in a polyamorous relationship, right? It was, you are free to go out on dates and have relationships and do whatever else with whatever man that you want to, too. Um, like, I'm just letting you know that this is what it is. And was he thinking about being polyamorous? Was that his intentions? Hell no. The boy don't even know what polyamorous is, right? <laughs> that was not his intentions. His thought about relationships is like, how can or how am I supposed to find the one for me or the, per the best partner for me if I have to date people one at a time? Right. That's not efficient. He's an engineer people. So he thinks about efficiency. That's not efficient. That's not time efficient. <laughs> right. That's not energy efficient. So let me date multiple women that I am interested in, that I have something in common with and see who I want to ultimately be with or see where those relationships, you know, takes us. And once we decide that we want to be in a monogamous relationship or committed to each other, then that's the end of the rotation. So I think, like I said, I was in a polyamorous relationship and didn't know what that was, but we had like a temporary poly relationship. I don't know if that's part of the poly family or not, but we're going to call it one, a temporary polyamorous relationship. <laughs> Anyway, so enough about me and my relationship. I want us to dive straight into um, the polyamorous lifestyle and don't listen to me and what I have to say about it because I am not in the lifestyle, but I know someone who is. And, um, you know, let's hear what he has to say. First and foremost... Tell me what being polyamorous means. There's a lot of misconceptions out there um, and people define it different ways. You know, you hear some people say, oh, it's like an open relationship and then others is like, no, um, it's like swinging. So tell me what polyamorous relationship is to you. Well, one, I, I have a, a pretty pretty strong grasp of just sexual therapy and relationships in general because I teach uh, BDSM and I teach uh, intimacy. I'm an intimacy coach. Um, so I deal with relationships all the time and one of my girlfriends is a sex therapist and she's also a relationship coach. Uh, she's a psychologist. So um, we talk about these relationships 
and how they intertwine all the time. It's not polyamory is nothing new. It goes back to biblical times where, mm-hmm. you know, Christians. It's interesting because Christians always frown up and like, oh no, it's supposed to be one man and one woman. That's never what the Bible really said. The Bible really was like, you can, a man should only take as many wives as he can prepare for and can provide for. So, like in the Bible, you see multiple, multiple wives with men, and also you see women with multiple, multiple husbands. Um, so, this idea that like it's, it's not a Christian, I always, I always smirk about it because I'm like, what Bible are you reading? Like, what, what, which, which one are you reading? Um, because that's that's just what it is. So. Um, when you start really kind of talking about like uh, relationships, you know, I always start there, especially in the in the Bible self, because they're so big on well, that's that's not what God intended. And I'm like, how how do you know? Like it's right there that it was okay. Um, the union became tilted in European standards because the Eurocentric male wanted to define and control. Um, how they how they control their women, so it became a lot more uh, monogamous as far as like oh it's it's only supposed to be one person and one woman because the European court at the time was was basically ordering men to pay for the divorce and pay for for all of the wives belongings. So it became very uh, financially rewarding for a man to have one physical wife and a bunch of concubines. So um, polyamory now, it is looked upon as a lot of different misconceptions because you have uh, the idea that polyamory is swinging and it's not. I think it's a term that's important that people need to understand, which is called ethical ethical non-monogamy, right? And what that is, people, people hear that term, they're like, well, what the hell is that? Uh-huh. It's basically the idea that I'm going to be honest with all of my relationships. So whether it's one person, three people, four people, I'm going to be honest with everybody, and everybody in it is going to be honest with everybody. So that's where the confusion comes in, because people look at it like, oh, well, they're just swingers. Swingers have a relationship between normally two people where either one person in it or both are willingly to deciding that they're going to have an encounter. And most times, swingers don't have ongoing engagements. They, they, they have, it's more of a physical interaction. It's, like, it's, it's almost like a transaction. Hey, I have a wife, you have a wife. Okay, we're swapping, <laughs> right? Uh, you have a husband, I have a husband. Okay, we're swapping. All right, we're a couple, you're a couple. We're swapping. Like, it's a, that's the whole idea of swinging. It's the idea that, I am giving, you're taking, you're taking, I'm giving, we're swinging. Um, that's not necessarily polyamory. Polyamory is based on the idea that I am capable of loving multiple people at the same time, right? It's the idea that I have the capacity to love two women. Now, whether I, two, three, four, five, six women, whoever I choose, now, I'm not saying that at any given point, I'm always going to have four or five girlfriends, three girlfriends, two girlfriends. It's the idea that even if I love you, that I can have multiple love situations going on. And it's, it's no different than women 
a lot of times they have a husband at home that they're completely happy with. They're not going to cheat on this dude. They're respectful. They're going to love him forever. But they have a work base. They got somebody at work that provides a certain need, a certain attention, a certain flirtation with them. And they're loyal to the work base. Every day they show up work, they clock in 9 to 5. That's who they flirting with. That's who they eating lunch with. That's who they going to, you know, uh, just have their little conversation. Then they go home to their husband. They perfect that. All right? So in a truly monogamous relationship, that technically should not happen. Like, you shouldn't have work base. You, have, you shouldn't technically have anybody but the person that you're so-called in relationship with. But in polyamory, we don't give a shit about that. We acknowledge that, you know what? At any given point, your heart, your affections can go to anybody. And it's not for me to control your emotional space. So the, the root of it is the idea that I am allowing you space to love as you as you need. Whatever that means. Whether that means you need a physical relationship, whether that means you need a physical flirtation, whether that means you need sex, whatever that whatever that love is to make you feel whole, then that's what you get the the right to have. Um, the ethical part comes with um, just being honest and just being transparent with everybody that you meet. So, like, on my Facebook, if you notice, like, there's, there's some other my child and my main partner. We flirt all the time. Like, we, we're flirting today. We're talking, we're speaking in French to each other. And women are... They're turned on by the honesty that, you know, uh, me professing my love for her and flirting with her. And some of them have gotten on the post and started flirting with both of us or one of us. And some of us, we've been, if we flirted together with, and some of them we turned out. Like, nah. And it's very slick. So, to people that are what they call friends of the Triscoll, Triscoll meaning a triad, is basically like a little symbol that polyamorous people and BDSM people have. And if you see it, you know that somebody's in what they call the lifestyle. They're in the lifestyle. Um, but we kind of have, like, little codes that we'll kind of put on our Facebook, and other couples will know, like, oh, this is a polyamorous couple. I'm pretty much a lot more open. I talk about it all the time. And mainly because I want to be a good example of what polyamory is from a black male perspective. But I also had to be very coded because I'm in education, and I'm still in the Bible Belt, and they look at it like some form of deviant behavior, which is interesting. Um, nevertheless, so polyamory is the idea that we're giving each other mutual space to love freely who we want to love whenever we feel like we should love. Now, within that, that doesn't mean, like, I get a free free pass to go fucking love whenever I want to whenever. Like, there's codes, and every relationship has whatever code they want, they, they have, you know what I mean? basically a first see first talk uh, rule which basically like hey if you find out you starting to feel a certain way about somebody then talk to me beforehand don't don't get that deep involved and then it's a full-blown relationship full-blown sex encounter and now you know i'm finding out on facebook you and all another relationship you know it don't work like that so we had these honest conversations and then the partners that we choose have honest conversations to know that like you know, you're not taking her space. They're not taking my space. Like, you're not a, a replacement. You know, get in your role, fit in your role, and do that role well. If not, then 
you can just go on the road. It's just that simple. Like, we, we're not there press feet. Um, people uh, on Facebook, a lot of what I see is people uh, complaining, well, this is an open marriage. No, that's not. An open marriage is an agreement that isn't bound in polyamory. Like, a open, it's basically an open agreement that says, hey, we're married, but I'm giving you free reign to have sex as you choose. And again, that's, that's on them for whatever rules they set up between their marriage. But that's not necessarily polyamory because most times open marriages tend to be one partner who is just sexually unsatisfied and they're just, they're, they're needing other partners to fulfill their role. I've seen it a lot with uh, husbands that might have prostate cancer or something that can no longer perform and the wife, you know, will, will just flat out say like, hey, I love you. I'm not leaving you, but I, I need some sex. So they open the marriage so that she can find a partner that can, you know, supply her needs physically and can be there. Um, a lot of people don't understand the concept. They're like, well, that's just stupid. Why you, why you married? Just stay unmarried. Um, and again, it goes down to the ethical part. Like, would you rather put your husband cheating on you with some secretary or just blatantly telling you, hey, this is what I'm doing, when I'm doing it, how I'm doing it, and being responsible? So... In jest, that's kind of like the nuts and bolts of polyamory. More from our guests right after this. My natural hair journey started 18 months ago. And let me tell you, I tried every product that I could possibly get my hands on, read online that it was amazing for natural hair, and my shit stayed dry. Stay dry, lacked shine and bounce that I saw, you know, on these pictures. I wanted my hair to look like that, but what the fuck? So let me tell you what I did. I ran into The Tress Life by LaTanya Lodge. LaTanya is a certified natural hair specialist and she created an all natural product for natural hair girls. Now listen, this shit is for real. It keeps my hair moisturized, defines my curls, and better yet, it lasts for days. I'm telling you my wash and go stays for over a week and still looks fresh. So if you want to create your own bundle, ask the professional a question. It's all there live on thetresslife.com. So what I'm understanding from you is, is that compared to like swingers or open relationships, polyamory is more about a lifestyle choice um, of having multiple partners or being open because you don't necessarily have to have multiple at any given time, but just being yeah. open to the possibility of loving multiple people at the same time is not necessary necessarily a sexual agreement or like a sexual decision yeah and i mean again like all of these are very general because polyamory is so fluid idea it goes into all of that you know like right. swingers they do have a certain form of polyamory because they're loving multiple people they're having sex with multiple people right. but normally you know because of how i know how the swing culture works it's not. I don't. I don't. I don't like the certain cup. For one, I'm a germaphobe, so like I don't like uh, random people fucking me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I don't like random people just fucking her because I'm a germaphobe. So 
there has to be some type of intellectual. And then I'm also, um, you know, a very mentally stimulated person. So like, there's a certain level of intimacy and intellectual genius that I need from a woman before I even fuck. Like, it just, it doesn't work for me. Um, most swingers normally are very happy and monogamous in their relationship. They're normally pretty, pretty monogamous. They just have, you know, some sexual needs. And normally, you know, swingers have, it's just kind of a, a very short-term situation. I, I have met some swingers who have long-time, you know, swinging partners. And they're like, hey, you know, this, these are, this is the couple that we swing with for years. But normally that's just not the case. Like, most swingers will tell you that, like, it's a very short-term situation. It's like, hey, you know, this girl is really good. I'm swinging with her for, like, a, a month or two, and then it's on to the next one, right? And normally it's phases. But, I mean, polyamory is just the idea that I'm capable of loving multiple people. For me, polyamory is more about a spiritual and mental uh, philosophy that allows space. And then that goes to, you know, various people. Like, I think in some way, uh, swingers are polyamorous. I think that open marriages are polyamorous. Like, all of it has forms. Um, but I just, I don't think that it's the purest form of what people say, oh, but I'm poly, I'm polyamorous. You you very rarely hear people say, oh, um, normally, normally people put preference on what they are first. Like, they might say, hey, I'm polyamorous and I'm a swinger. Or they might say, like, hey, I'm polyamorous and I'm in BDSM. It's very rare for you to hear somebody invert it and say, hey, I'm in the BDSM. Oh, and I'm polyamorous. Like, it's, it's very rare. Like, truly pure polyamorous people take that, like, as a pride, especially ones that, that go through ethical non-monogamy that really, you know, make sure that all their partners are on board. Um, what I see a lot now is just men uh, finding out that women are a lot more open sexually then they give credit for it. Like the a vast amount of women that I've encountered, you know, is is kind of I guess three buckets. The the first woman is like, hell no, nah, I need you out of myself. Like, no. Nah. Uh or, you know, I need to talk to your girl, you know, before we do all this. Okay, whatever, Here, here's our number. You want you wanna call her, you wanna meet her, which one you wanna do? Um the second one is all for it. They're like, okay, I appreciate you being honest. I right, I can deal with that. And then the third one is just curious. They're like, huh, that's interesting, right? Um, that's normally the three buckets. But what I find most is people that do, you know, allow themselves to try it, they end up liking it because of the honesty factor. Amory takes a tremendous amount of honesty and communication between all partners for it to work. Let's just step and blows. So what I found is like now that women are really kind of coming out a lot as bisexual or just blatantly becoming very engrossed in their own femininity or sexuality, what they're starting to do is to, uh, men are starting to manipulate that. So what they're doing is they're like, oh, I'm polyamory. No, you're just a fucking cheater. Like you're just a guy that likes to fuck women randomly. Uh, which is cool. That's, that's not my kink. But there's, you know, hey, there's this you want to do. Uh, but I just it for me it puts a bad light on people that are truly polyamorous because people are are manipulating the idea of polyamory for their own selfish gain, and they're normally lying to partners. Like normally, a lot of partners don't know what's going on. Um, now me and my partner, we do have like a we have a no talk rule about the actual sex. Like we don't we don't talk about 
the actual engagement of our of our other partners. We just we've grown past like when we first started, we went not all the kinky details. We wouldn't know like everything that that happened, what was going on now, it's just like, okay, I trust you to be safe with your body so that you don't come back and kill me. So you know, and then just for our own mental, like we just don't need to know everything now. It's just it's no real purpose. It's like, okay, you're happy, I'm happy, cool. That's just kind of where it lies now. Okay, so do you pick each? Do you know who each other's other partners are, or do you not know that either? Uh, I mean, it depends on the rules that you know relationships set up. Me and we just kind of ebb and flow. It depends on what's going on in our life. Like now we, we just had a baby. So, um, we're pretty locked down with our partner. Like she doesn't have any other partners right now. Um, she's let them all go. She has a male sub, but she just kind of beats and flogs and spanks here and there. Um, and rides as a pony, which I find hilarious. But, um, and I have, you know, two subs, um, and she knows them and they, they know her. But it's separate buckets. Like their relationship with me is is our relationship. Like it has nothing to do with 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 her. Like there's no overlay. Um, my emotional space there, and partly because like I don't want to carry buckets. Like if I get into it with her, I don't want to take it to you know partner A and be like, hey, and by the way, she did X Y Z. No, I just want a completely different relationship. Um, a lot of people that cheat, they take those buckets. Oh, my wife just da 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 da, and that's how the little mistress or whatever know, you know, what color your bed sheets are, what she did, and then something go wrong. It's like, yeah, and I know on the third day you ain't cooked them green beans right, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And it's like, damn, bitch, how you know all my business? Oh, because you pillow talking, you know. So like, it's separate relationships. It's completely separate relationships um, that the women have with me. That you know, at this point, Drea trusts my 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 ability to make good decisions. Like I've let go of plenty of girls that feel like they're gonna replace her, or they try to you know start getting to a point where they feel like they need more time, or they need you know more than what I'm willing to give. And I'm very honest on the front end of like, hey, hey these these are the parameters of what I can do and um, what I can function in. Can you deal with that or not? You know, and of course, a lot of times, you know, just like normal relationships, people say, yeah, and then they get into it and realize, nah, that ain't, that ain't something I can deal with. And that's cool. Um, but with me, it's a lot about um, just making sure that everybody understands the rules. So, like, when you're in a polyamory, it's just very important to set up those rules. Like, okay, are we introducing each other to everybody's partners? Or... Do you just have free range just go and, you know, set up your own relationships? How long have you been in the poly lifestyle? <clears throat> Shit, since I was uh, 17, I went to prom with two girls. <laughs> they thought that I was uh, just basically just flirting, um, but they didn't know. Like, my whole senior, I had two girlfriends, and they knew about each other, and we was, you know, constantly just hanging around each other and, and doing what we do. But, um, you know, they didn't realize, like, oh, shit, like, <laughs> like he was for real dating them. Like, they just all thought it was a joke. But, nah, I was dating the fucking them in high school. Like, it was a real situation. You know, I ended up getting married, and it just went bad. I mean, it wasn't because it was a bad marriage. It was just because we were two different people with two different ideas. And um, this is one of my only regrets in life. Like, she was a great girl. And, I mean, 
it was some other underlying factors that was there. But my sexuality, her sexuality, and just the level of kink and stuff that I liked was something I kept trying to temper for her. Um, an idea that like, oh, we have to be these monogamous beings. We have to be these locked down monogamous people. And uh, didn't realize like, no, nah, we don't. Like, that's not what works for me. Like, that might be what works for you, but that, that ain't what works for me. So I think, you know, as a side, we get so pressed about trying to force people in these buckets of like, hey, you know, this person has to be this or that. Like, no, nah, they don't. They don't have to do nothing. Like, it might not work for you, but it worked for me. You know what I'm saying? When you're looking for other partners, or not necessarily looking, but when you're interested in someone else, do they have to be in the poly lifestyle, or do they just have to accept the fact that you're in a poly relationship? Um, They just have to accept. Like, my last partner um, that I kind of courted, she actually found for me. Like, we were just out, and she was like, man, that girl got a fat ass. And she was like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So we were talking or whatever, and, like, you know, she was just like, you should flirt with her. And the girl came up, flirt with me, and next thing I know, like, you know, she's coming home. Um, and we didn't do nothing. We just had coffee that night. But it was just, it was just, you know, this is kind of how we met. And she was completely what they call vanilla. Like, she wasn't in no lifestyle. She just thought I was cute. She had a... Epiphany for chubby guys, and she just liked me. She just loved me. She was like, "Oh my god, he's just the sexiest little man to me." So, um, you know, we ended up having a good relationship, but you know, it it became her comfortability with it became very very difficult. Um, I got little ones at the house, so like I'm always gonna go home. I mean, I can stay the night if I want to, but I try not to. Like. I find staying over, you know, it just it, it creates a certain level of intimacy and a certain level of attachment that you get used to. So I try not to. Um, I know I'm to stay late and get up and just go or whatever the case might be, if it's to that level. But um, it becomes a situation where she became the person that was jealous. She was just like, you know, I just noticed you out there with some other women. I just know. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, you know where I'm at. Like, if I'm not over here with you, then I'm with what you're talking about. I was like, girl, he loves you, girl. Like, like she was trying to keep us together. Uh, but it just it just got so strained. And I was like, look, I can't I can't deal with this. Like, you, you I don't understand. Uh, so then I was like, look, you know, date some other people. So I don't want nobody else. So she was monogamous to me, and I was monogamous to her. Um, but it just became something she just couldn't, she couldn't deal with. And that's cool. Like, you know, we parted as friends, we're still friends. You know, we joke about it now. We want to be open to the opportunity should it come. So it's just like, you know, real life uh, relationships. A lot of times you're not necessarily looking for your next boo thing. It's just you out one day, you see him, and it just, you know, you go from, you know, coffee to Netflix and chilling. You don't ever really go out with the intention of like, oh, this might be my next husband or wife. It's just, you know, what it is. I do think the concept of purely polyamory, though, for guys, especially black guys, is extremely difficult because for guys in general, because guys are territorial, I think it's interesting that a lot of guys are quick to be like, yeah, I'm polyamorous. And then you ask them, like, so is your girl polyamorous? Hell no, I'm polyamorous. <laughs> like, what do you mean? <laughs> like, how how do you have all these rules of, like, you know, you can go out and date all these beautiful women and have sex and do all these 
great things. They have threesomes, foursomes, triads. She can do all this stuff. But your girl, she got to be monogamous to you only. Like, she can't fuck. Like, she can't, she can't, you know, do nothing else. And then if she can, it's normally, oh, well, you have a girlfriend, you can't no dude. I, I always find it interesting because that's not truly polyamorous. That's just heterosexual, hetero, hetero, European, Eurocentric male energy. Uh, I call it little dick energy. It's just some little dick energy um, where you feel like you have control a woman uh, and her love of you, but you can go out and fuck everybody up on the sun. It's supposed to be cool. Um, so that's not truly part of every. So a lot of guys are doing, you know, crap like that. And some women are falling for it. Like, oh, he loves me. He should be honest with me. No, boo-boo kitty. He's manipulating you. <laughs> that's what he's doing. So that's, that's, not, that's not what part of every is. That's not part of every. Um, so, you know, she has a, a very uh, interesting statement, like, what's good for the goose, good for the gander. So whatever I do, be able to deal with it. Like, if, if I do the exact same thing to you, then be able to deal with it. And if you can't, don't do it. That's our basic rule of thumb. So, to wrap things up a little bit, um, if someone is interested in the poly lifestyle, what is some advice that you would give them? Read books like your life depends on it. Because there's so much information out there. Um, one of my favorite books called Ethical Polyamory, which is dope. Uh, there's so many different good books out there that will take you down the road of like how to become um, a good person in polyamory. Um, it's a good books about BDSM. Like there's so much information out there. What I strongly advise people not to do is just jump in. Just you know, wake up one day and just. Go get two boyfriends, go get two girlfriends, and fuck how it turn out. Like, that, that's never going to end up well for you. Um, the second thing is, like, especially with BDSM, like, you can get hurt, you know, playing around rope and chains and whips pretty quick. So, like, go go read <coughs> um, some books. The second thing is get involved in the community. Like, just like anything else, you Google, you know, community, you're going to come up with a ton of information it's a very healthy BDSM community. It's a very healthy polyamory community here in Memphis um, and around the nation that you can get involved with. Go meet some people in real life and talk to them. Like, talk to them. Talk to them about expectations. Talk to them about what's going on. And then, you know, I always just say find a mentor. Like, after you, after you kind of get involved in the community, vet people out. Like, watch them. Watch how they move in the community. And then get involved with people that are rooted in the community to kind of help guide you along so people don't take advantage of you. Because just like with anything else, if you're a newbie on the block, everybody in mama going to want to take a swing. So, you know, you just got to kind of watch yourself and, and kind of grow. And then um, the last thing is just figure out if it works for you. It might not. All right? You might find out that, you know what, I, I am a monogamous, monogamous person. That is what works for me, you know. Um, it ain't for everybody. You said a mouthful with that. Polyamory is not for everyone. And um, our guest shall remain anonymous, you know, for protection of the innocent. <laughs> but thank you so much for joining me on this journey for polyamorous to our guests. Um, I appreciate you and your honesty and letting us in, you know, your relationship but before we go, let me drop a little statistics and some um, clarifications for you. 
According to an article in Rolling Stone magazine, 4 to 5% of people in the U.S. are poly or identify as polyamorous. And 20% have attempted some form of a polyamorous relationship. Now, these are adults 18 and older in the U.S. And this was done, I think, in 2019. So 20% have attempted some form of a polyamorous relationship. I don't know about you, but I was actually kind of surprised by that. I was more surprised that they admitted to it than the fact that it was 20% of people that they polled. Um, and not surprisingly, millennials are more open to polyamorous relationships or non-monogamy as a standard for them. Um, I think millennials are open to a lot more stuff anyway, just because of <laughs> the time that they grew up in. So that's not surprising to me. Um, and for those of you out there that are like me and are new to this polyamorous idea and the the actual terminologies let me just drop some information on you because I guess you use some of these words and you might have been confused so there are different types of polyamorous relationships um, as he's stating and there are different terms that you would need to be familiar with so a primary a primary is like your main boo thing that's like your joints right that's either like your wife or your main girlfriend is who you have kids with you live with you might even be married to that is your primary top relationship right a secondary is exactly what it sounds like they are second to your primary um, you have less entanglements with them, right? So there's no financial entanglement. There's no living arrangements together. Um, but they are still important in your life. A triad or a thruple is exactly what it sounds like as well. It means there are three people involved in this polyamorous relationship. Three people that know it about each other. It can be one person dating two other people or it can be all three people dating each other. A quad is four people. Most commonly, it's two poly couples they get along, they say, hey, let's become a quad. Let's all four be in a relationship together. And a polycule is a network of people that are romantically connected, but not all together. So it's not like an origin free for all, right? A polycule means, say, for instance, me and my partner are in the poly lifestyle, right? So a polycule would include all of my partner's partners, like his subs or his secondaries um, and their subs and their secondaries or their primary. So it would include everyone that's entangled together in this beautiful polyamorous relationship, right? And then you can also be solo poly, which I find very interesting. And I'm going to have to find me a solo poly, solo poly person to talk to so maybe we can have an extension um, but a solo poly is not interested in being part of a couple or sharing a household or finances or getting entangled in any type of way. Um, but and they don't want a primary partner. They love the lifestyle. They love the freedom and they love the type of people that come along with polyamory. So they choose to remain independent and a solo poly. Right. 
Like I said, hopefully you guys have learned some things about being polyamorous and polyamory all in general. This is a no judgment zone. Um, and I just want to thank my guest again for giving us an insight into his relationship and why and how poly works for you. I think the most important thing to take away from this conversation is knowing that polyamorous is indeed a lifestyle. It is not strictly about sex, right? We need to remember that it is consensual, ethical, responsible, non-monogamy. And if you want to learn more about polyamorous and you want to explore this maybe for you and your partner or see if this is a lifestyle that, um, you know, fits you. I found two books that um, come highly recommended, apparently. There's a book called More Than Two and The Ethical Slut. <laughs> I just like that title, right? The Ethical Slut. You can find them on Amazon and, you know, Google. Google polyamory, um, polyamorous groups near me. There is a group that I was added to on Facebook for research purposes that is strictly African-American polyamorous um, relationships. Um, so, you know, like our guest said there's a community out here. I had no idea that the community was out there living life like this. Uh, but it's a beautiful thing. Love is love is love. Coming up on Sex, Love, Whiskey, we're talking friendship. Because often we leave this out when talking about relationships, but sometimes your friendships are more important than your relationships. Are you a good friend? How can you tell? We're going to dive into this with special guest Brandy Flynn and, you know, so much more. So stick around and let's get into it. 